We're going to talk about a few new developments, both in Louisville and out on the outskirts. That's next on the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news along with plenty of sharp opinions about what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. Today on the show, I'm joined by Steve Smith. Hello. Allison Steins. Hi. And Ellie Tolbert. Hi. And like I said in the intro, we're going to talk about a few developments. And I'm going to start small, and then we're going to get bigger and bigger with these developments. But uh, Ellie, what is Glowworm Cafe? You just wrote about that. And where are they going? Yeah, so it's a play cafe. So it's like a dedicated space for childcare and for parents to bring their kids. Um, it has a playground, then like, you know, coffee, pastries, an event space for birthdays, and a little retail shop that um, it's right now on Barrett Avenue in the Highlands, but they're opening two new locations. Um, One of them is on Ashland Avenue in Beachmont, and then the other one is in downtown Anchorage. Yes, you go there, it's like a cafe, except there's a play space for for children. It's like Mm -hmm. a classy McDonald's. Yeah, basically, (laughs) yeah. It sounds terrifying uh, for me as a a non-parent, but I guess uh, Steve, Allison, you guys are probably, uh, uh, it probably sounds like a cool concept to you guys, right? yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like being around other kids. Other other people's you know, kids, kids. Yes. I just, mm, I think that, I don't know. I don't know if I would really like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess, I guess uh, that's a good point. I mean, especially in today's age, today, today's times, it's good to have space away from other children. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, love, I mean, I love kids, but I don't like, especially people I know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mind their kids, but it's other people's kids that I do not know. Yeah. I don't want to be around. If I see a lot of kids, I turn around and go the other direction. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm just, I don't know. I, like I grew up. the street. Yeah, <laughs> I crossed the street. Yeah. it's. The, I grew up around a lot of kids, but, uh, you know, as a childless adult, I just don't. Uh, My dad had an acronym. as a, He would always say OPK, which is other people's kids. <laughs> so, like, as a parent, there's your kids, and then there's other people's kids. And it's like, you know, you're, you're fine with yours, but then. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, like if you'd be like, "Oh, there's too much OPK here," we knew exactly. What, <laughs> that's what good. I like that. It means Great. it was too it was too crowded and we had to get out. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So Ellie, um, speaking of uh, other people's kids, this all started, I guess, as a uh, a group, uh, a Facebook group uh, for moms in the area, and that's how the founder kind of developed. The yeah. Idea. So I guess Allison and Steve were not in this Facebook group, <laughs> but it started um, as like a Facebook group for um, moms and Katie Reed, she's the founder. She um, was just looking, I think she'd moved to Louisville and was looking for community and was looking for, especially community where she can bring her kids and mm-hmm. other people can bring their kids. Um, and she had a sustainable or sustainable clothing like retailer um, brand that mm-hmm. she had started. And then it was called Glowworm. And then um, she was like, why don't I turn all of this into this like play cafe yeah so um she started the concept it launched in 2018 and uh, since that facebook group has grown to like i think it's like 3,000 people are in it she has like over 100 members at glowworm so um the reason she wanted to expand was just that the demand especially throughout louisville there was just a lot of demand let alone in the highlands but then places where people can like 
you know, in Beachmont, people can just walk and take mm-hmm. their kids or in Anchorage. Um, they can not have to drive all the way to the Highlands. Yeah. So and to make it through COVID is commendable. Mm-hmm. And also it gives a, you know, I guess, I, I, like I said, I don't know, but I guess uh, socialization and being, uh, have a community, you ha- your kids have a community, people, you know, other kids they can play with, that's important too. So. Yeah, especially, I guess the ages of those kids, that, that was like COVID kids that like couldn't go like right. pre-K yeah, those or were like, that's kindergarten. Like key like, developmental right, years so it's or probably whatever. good to be yeah. able to get out to that type of a place. Yeah. I do have a question. Um, do they have any is there anybody kind of watching over the kids or how does it all like how is it all set um up? i'm not entirely sure but i think that there's people watching over the kids because i think that they also have like um it well i think they have like types of programs and things mm-hmm. but um in i think the barrett location it's kind of all set up together so it's like even if the parents are drinking a coffee they're sitting right they're there watching, watching their the kids, kids. Oh, okay yeah. but in the anchorage location it's actually going to be a separate coffee shop and play area which apparently downtown anchorage doesn't have a coffee shop so it's going to be anchorage's just in like the downtown area it's going to be like their first coffee shop oh. that they're going to be able to like just regular anchorage goers can, you can stop just in go, for coffee but because then the play area is on the other side of the, the building that seems very surprising that anchorage would have a, a coffee shop since they got so many cute you know cool restaurants and things like that mm-hmm. so i did not know that all right. Well, moving on, we'll talk about uh, something a little south of Louisville here. You wrote about this development, Steve, uh, down in Bullock County. Uh, what's going on down there? Yeah. So um, back in February, it was announced by a couple of uh, news outlets, including our um, our media partner, WLKY. Uh, shout out to them um, about this development that's going on called the Grand Reserve. And it's off Claremont Road. Technically, I guess it's in like Shepherdsville, but it's like you know, you go, you turn off, it's off I-65 there at exit 112. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so the county, Bullitt County, has owned that property. There's about 160 uh, acre, acres and total. And they've been, they've, they've owned that property for the longest time. And this developer, uh, David Schuler, who's from Southern Indiana, spends most of his time in, in uh, Fort Myers, Florida. He was just amazed that no one had developed that thing. He's like, he's like, I've never, in the United States, you can't find an undeveloped space that big. And so it really was just the um, uh, it was the animal shelter and like a um, uh, emergency management system station that was there that now been relocated. And so they are in the the first part of of what might be several developments is this thing called the Grand Reserve. And so but they didn't mention the developer. So I reached out to um, the judge executive. Jerry Summers and um, asked him who it was and he gave me the name of, of Schuler and he kind of explained to me what was going on. The interesting thing is, is there's a hotel that's going to be three stories tall, maybe 300 rooms. I think Summers said that there was going to be enough conference space as much as like the downtown Marriott to give you an idea uh, in Louisville to give you an idea of how much space we're talking. Wow. And he was saying though that it wasn't necessarily um, it, it was first billed as a luxury resort that op- that was going to be on the Bourbon Trail, and and the thing is is that Summers was saying that it's not necessarily Bourbon related that that it's it's for the community, it's for the taxes that can be generated for the community. Now the thing you need to know about this is that Jerry Summers worked for Beam Centauri for 39 years and is actually a member of the Bourbon Hall of Fame back in 2017, but Jerry is not super happy with with Jim Beam. Or um, uh, Four Roses, who also has uh, several rickhouses in the county, 
because of the the, the uh, passing of, of fading away the the barrel tax. Yeah. So he, I mean, he said several times in my story, he was saying the relationship is strained, the relationship is strained, the relationship is strained. Hmm. And so it's kind of interesting. I, I, talking with Schuler, he was saying, well, yeah, I'm going to talk to Beam. I'm going to talk to other people to try to make it a bourbon-themed uh, hotel. He's looking to, he's actually in the process, He's he's reached out to, Initially, when I spoke with him, he had six master developers he was looking at because ultimately what he does is he passes along to a master developer and then helps raise capital for hotels. He's done this at four other sites. And um, yeah, so he's, we should know who the master developer is. I think they have due diligence until August 31st. So probably by early September, we should know who the master developer is. And uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. So one would think it's going to be a bourbon-themed hotel. That's going to make the most right. money. Jim, Jim Beam's right there. But ultimately, it's a cool thing for Bullitt County because there's nothing there. And and now they're going to be, not only are they going to have a hotel, they're going to have uh, a tourism center. They're going to have a, what Summers said was a country store on steroids. And they're going to have townhomes. And that's significant because... Um, what Schuler was telling me was that, you know, that's going to be not too far from where the Blue Oval SK plant is. So if people are moving there, they're going to be a spot there. A little close to the Blue Oval SK. 20 miles. 20 miles? 20 miles. Okay. Yeah. Our, our maybe, yeah, 15 miles? I don't know. He was calling this thing as a golden triangle that was like from the, the World Port to Bardstown to, um, to the Blue Oval SK in Glendale. And so... Anyway, he was just saying that that um, there needs to be... He was alluding to the fact that there's not as much housing in that area and uh there needs to um that this might be able to help yeah with all these new workers coming in i could definitely see the housing doing well and i'm trying to picture like i mean you got that area you got jim beam there and then like nearly across the street you have burnout forest um and then there's like a winery down there called forest edge um but i'm trying to think of like do i want like just as a consumer of jim beam and a consumer of burnout forest would i want a lot of development down there because like there's kind of that aspect of like going to jim beam and it's out in the country or whatever but i guess if i'm a tourist well, i want it also one thing i didn't put in the story because it is gonna have space for it but um they bullet county has passed a measure where any any developments that are between claremont and bardstown have to fit have to be architecturally designed and fit a historic vibe hmm. and so they're really trying to you know have this really nice Road, so I think they are being cognizant of the fact that they don't want they want it to still look quaint when you're driving to these places along the Bourbon Trail, but they still want the development to mm-hmm. to help give a shot in the arm to the economy. <laughs> you don't want like a super Walmart out there. Or... So yeah, so, <laughs> so everything has to be designed to a specific degree, and it's got to pass a lot more um, certificate standards than than if they didn't have this legislation in place. Got it. All right. Well, um, I think we'll move on back to Ellie. Uh, again on the uh, outskirts of louisville we're not accessing louisville so much this time we're accessing areas near <laughs> louisville um we uh, you, you just had a story on the uh, historic building in lagrange i guess it's up for sale right mm-hmm. yeah it's called the gatewood building it's on uh east main street in downtown lagrange um and it's up for sale it was owned by julia kuntz who she um is a business owner she owned an event business in the space um, it, they did weddings, you know, birthdays, other various parties. Um, and she just decided that it's time to retire from the event business. Um, she apparently grandbaby number five is on the way. And so she wanted to spend more time with her family and whatnot. But, um, 
So yeah, so she cl- is closing the business, um, continuing the events for 2023, but then isn't taking any more for after that, um, and then selling the building. And her hope is that another kind of event entertainment mm-hmm. kind kind of um business is able to fill the space yeah i saw the pictures it's a beautiful building Mm -hmm. like very well restored yeah she bought it in 2019 and uh, restored a lot of it on her i think her and her husband did a lot of it on their own Mm. and um things like that and it has like these beautiful chandeliers that are really unique and we have photos on our websites but the chandeliers look really cool yeah exposed Um, brick yeah hardwood floors Mm -hmm. it's very uh very cool looking. And um, what uh, what was in there originally? You had that in your story, didn't you? Yeah, so it was built in 1908, and it was the Gatewood Drugstore. So she also has some of the, like, original prescriptions and things hanging on mm-hmm. the walls. Um, and there was apparently a speakeasy in the building during, like, the Prohibition. And so one of the things she was really hoping to do, I think this was... She had this idea kind of pre-pandemic maybe was to put, there's a basement and it's just big enough to have like a speakeasy and she wanted to put Mm. a speakeasy in the basement to kind of nod to the history of the building. But then that never came to fruition. So she's hoping that the next owner takes that on as well and puts that speakeasy in the basement. Nice. Yeah. All right. Next thing on the the, uh, 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 podcast script here is a surprise quiz. Um, and the only thing I wrote was it's a surprise. Um, but I figured since Allison was here, uh, we, we do a little, uh, list trivia. Um, so don't, don't look at your computers cause I know you're, you're both have computers up and Allison, I bet she just knows the answers of these off the top of her head. I saw you doing a little research there. Um, but, uh, I mentioned forest edge winery earlier for a reason because, um, I, uh, I was looking at, I'm just going to go through. So what Allison does here is, you know, we're famous for our book a list, right? Allison? So what's a yes. book a list? Tell us about the book a list. Book a list is a compilation of all of our weekly top 25 lists lists uh we have almost a hundred lists inside the book of lists each year yes so and uh so i thought i'd go through a few recent ones and uh and see if these guys know who's on the top of a couple of these lists that (laughs) that uh uh that i thought it would be fun and us and and fun for (laughs) listeners because i think i think it's interesting okay so um all right give me a guess I'm prepared to lose. <laughs> Me too. If one A, hey, well, no, I think you guys can do this. Um, I don't think that's mathematically possible. But all right, give me who's on top of our list of Louisville area wineries. It's not Forest Edge Winery. Huber's. It would be my guess. Huber's is always a good guess for everything because it's the second largest bourbon spot, and I mean nobody thinks about that. Um. You got a yeah. guess? I don't really know a lot of wineries around here. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Huber's is a great, a great. Huber's is correct. Okay, cool. Look, <laughs> you got one. See, I told you. Well, that. that's just the one that I go to yes. m- more often than any other. So. Huber's, uh, located in Borden, Indiana, is the largest, and these are ranked by uh, cases of wine produced. They had uh, 75,000 cases, much bigger than the next one, which is Equus Run, had 10,000 cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'll... Uh, Wait, and we mentioned Forest Edge Winery. They were number three on the list. Right. Gotcha. Ah. Okay. I've okay. been there, too. Both very good. Do you have it in front of you? Give us the four and five. Uh, we have number four, Old 502 Winery, and mm. number five is Talon Winery. Did it seem like okay. Old 502 was like, it had its moment where it was everywhere, and now mm-hmm. you don't see it as much? Well, I didn't know. I went to an event there somewhat, uh, it was probably a couple months ago, but... Um, 
I didn't know that it was there. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, is it still on Portland on 10th Street? No, it was um, Maybe on, moved. I want to say like Liberty. Yes. It's on Liberty? It's on Liberty. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so the address is actually right in front of me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, they did move. Yeah. A few years ago. And it was right next to um, a taco place that closed. But it was nice because you could go get like tacos and, or, you know, chips and queso and stuff and then take it to. Very nice. Mm. The winery. I love me a winery, but I, I admit I've never been to one here since we moved to Kentucky. And for the readers, uh, I've been here since summer of 2020. So I just I'm gonna flash, gonna flash the new guy card. Uh, I have some advantage because I'm a Louisville native who has also <laughs> worked here longer than you. So. <laughs> we, yeah, the, if Kentucky. I don't know him, That's bad. Famous for its bourbon, not not exactly famous for its wine. But there's some there's like I, I'm not a big wine drinker, but I think it's good. So. What is the like when I lived in Arkansas? Everybody loved um, musk. Muscovine is a very sweet wine. What is the, what is the wine of choice here? I would say it's Huber's. Like, well, I mean, like the variant. Like, what do people? Oh, grow? oh I don't even oh, know yeah. if there's. I don't know. I know okay. a lot of our wineries. They don't even grow their grapes right, here. They right. they ship them in, ah. or they ship in grape juice and make they make the wine from the grape juice. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But okay. uh, the, this area, not. I mean, there's some that have vineyards, but it's not like a right. a great area for vineyards. So. Okay. Um, all right. Let's see here. Next next quiz. Okay. This one. All right. I'm going to ask for the n- number two, not the number one. The uh, oh the uh, no no because you know the number one. Oh. The largest <laughs> chambers of commerce in the uh, in the area, and uh, obviously the number one. Uh, who wants to give me the number one? Louisville. Like GLI. GLI. Yeah. Okay. GLI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, so that's the, too easy. Yeah. It's okay. Not, Okay, and this is a this is in the metro area. This is in the metro mm-hmm. area. Yes. My okay. second guess would be St. Matthews, but you yeah. are good at this. Thank you. That was gonna be my guess. As <laughs> someone who lives in the St. Matthews area, I was gonna say St. Mm-hmm. Matthews. Wait, I, it's because you read the list every. I do every I'm a, every yes, week. Yes, right? I'm a loyal reader, and I <laughs> actually have memorized all of it. So yeah, <laughs> St. Matthews That's is fully great. encompassed by Louisville, and that is a weird thing for people who are not from here. How like Louisville is. Yes. Like a, yeah, that is. I think it's weird, and I'm from here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like a bunch of communities rather than. I live inside a city state inside St. Matthews inside Louisville. Yes, but my Mm -hmm. my my address is Louisville. Go. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. And even if you live in one of these places, it's usually yeah. Local. It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, second is J- or third is J Town. Fourth is one Southern Indiana, and mm-hmm. fifth is Lebo. We need like buzzers. That would yeah. Be yeah. I know. I know. Well, Ellie just I mean, keeps guessing them. Yeah. yeah. Ellie two, Steve zero. <laughs> All right. Now this one's fun. I think this one's fun. The largest car dealerships in Louisville. Um, <laughs> New car dealerships. Oh, um, Huffman. I would guess Oxmoor Auto Group. Oh, my God. No, you didn't get it this time, but you were very close. Oh, and dang. that was a very specific answer. <laughs> Huffman is like they have every single um, thing. So I, I don't know. Like, it's have to name a certain automaker. I don't know. What is it, Allison? Do you know? I don't know. It's, it's, what are you looking at? I, I'm looking at the list. New. Oh, is this an old one? It is so old. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even run that it list It was on anymore. the list. It was on the list front page. I don't know why. That is weird. <laughs> Huh. Okay, this list, which What's I just. It from? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm what embarrassed to it? say what year it's from. It's <laughs> from 2014. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. The largest have... in 2014 was Sam Swope Auto Group, followed by Oxmoor. Oh, okay. yeah. Followed uh, by Neil Huffman. Well, now, oh, well, now I'm like, 
I want to know the now, current okay, one. So let's, let's, well, we got to make this list. Yeah, let's I ramp know. it up eight years and see where we are there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Because I, I went to the list and leads page and that that, that, is that one strange. Ca- that makes me wonder what else i'm going to come up with that in is this strange. quiz mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah we used to have two lists one was a you know brand new car list new car list and then we had a used car list hmm. okay this one is definitely current and it's <laughs> louisville breweries okay i bet you guys get this one what is Benson the largest breweries. well i'll say what is the largest and then we'll, we'll go from there does does anyone have what's, what's it in terms of largest in terms of barrels of beer produced uh in local facilities so just okay. the the amount of beer being produced i think i know this because i was surprised by the answer but you just uh, said that i would probably know this uh, so maybe it's not what i'm thinking i'm gonna say against the grain i thought it was goodwood well, but it's good. Look, yeah, it's, good <laughs> I, it's because she reads. <laughs> well, it's because I learned. See that. how important the lists are. You, yeah. you could someday be, be on a it. podcast <laughs> where I'm asking you about lists, and then you'll you'll know all. I'm, like, I'm a great <laughs> trivia against partner. the grain. <laughs> against the grain is number two. Okay. okay. Well, look at us. <laughs> yeah. Um, not. That's not bad. Yeah. No, I uh, the, I was learned that because I wrote about when Goodwood was opening in Bowling Green. Um, go tops, WKU grad. But um, I was writing about that, and in the press release, they said they were the number one producer of or yeah. whatever in in Kentucky or in, in Louisville. Okay. Yeah, and I was I don't know why that shocked me. I've only been to Goodwood once, which I love visiting breweries. Um, so yeah, I just didn't. I'm waiting know, for bourbon questions. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I, I will look for bourbon questions. I didn't pull it up, but after that, uh, after the, the uh, right. embarrassing car dealer thing, that I think I got to throw bourbon on there. <laughs> um, number three is Gravely Brewing Company. Mm. I'm uh, surprised mm. by that. I mean, yeah. not, no, no shade to Gravely. I, I just, um, you know, I, I would think it was somebody who has more of their product like in stores or whatever, but mm-hmm. you, never, you only see yeah, Gravely. Yeah, it's like Gravely. West 6 on the list because they're from Lexington. This is Louisville, yeah. so yeah. Okay. I bet if yeah. it was Kentucky, West 6 would yeah, be on yeah, there. Right. And Country Which Boy. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Country Boy for sure because they're the I feel biggest. like yeah. I've never gone to a social event that didn't have West 6 IPA mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. That's got to be the like the most promulgated local beverage. Do you want to hear another fun fact about West 6? I might have told this on the podcast, actually. But um, I did a little tour recently of West 6 Brewery. It was unofficial. But um, they said that the sec- the first place in Louisville that sells the most West 6 is obviously West 6 in Nulu. The second is the Chili's at the airport. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you got a trivia question to us on that I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, you did mention that one time. That was, that's just my favorite fact. Yeah, that's that a wow. Yeah. That's good stuff. All right, I can't remember if I said four. That's Falsity Brewing Company, and mm. five is mm. Monic. Um, there you go. And uh, let's see here. I didn't have any more pulled up, but I'm going to pull up the bourbon one. Okay, I got it. Bourbon Distillery. We, we got two bourbon lists. We do. One is bourbon distillery attractions, and the other is bourbon distilleries. And the um, the attractions are ranked by attendance, and the distilleries are ranked by um, by the when they were founded. So I guess what I'm asking you is, what is the oldest distillery? The oldest distillery in the book of lists, and that's just based well, on. Well, I would it say was, it's the oldest it distillery founded. in Kentucky. Because the thing is, is that in Kentucky or Louisville, mm, there's so it's many in, in Kentucky. There's so many iterations with bourbon. Um, so let's see. Uh, 
Actually, Allison, I oldest can't find that distillery. list. Uh, which one? The oldest. Uh, the oldest. I have it. You have it. Uh, oh, you you give it the answer then. I feel like peop, people in the bourbon industry are going to be uh, like shake their heads like, oh, Steve should know this one. But uh, uh, I have a hint. You've been there. I've been there. Hmm. I've been lots of places. I had I had an idea, but now I feel like with that hint, I might S- be wrong. So, Buffalo Trace. See, my th- I think I'm wrong. Mine was Michter's, but I think that's wrong. Buffalo Trace Distillery. Yeah. Yep. Also, the most, uh, by far, the, the most visited uh, uh, distillery. Yeah. In, in the state. And I would I would argue that they have some of the most like I don't know if the most popular, but like Pappy Van Winkle is like definitely the most sought after. Yes. Of of bourbon brands. Mm-hmm. Yes. Michter's. What it's pretty old, but that brand went away for a while and then came back. Yeah, so it's and like, it was transplanted yeah. from Pennsylvania. Yeah, okay. I was actually at Michter's on Monday, so um, oh, so you have been there. So <laughs> I know the I know the story well. Um, a lot yeah. of expansion there. Um, look for a story in the near future. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, most visited distillery attraction. <laughs> I think we. They yeah. already said yeah. it. But yeah. I said the fun you thing did. is, I, I already, I already said it too. But you wouldn't have guessed the second one. The second one, it kind of stumps people. You don't even think about it. But uh, yeah, let's go with the second one then. Yeah. Well, I he already, knows it. I already said it. <laughs> yeah. It's Huber's. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. I wouldn't thought that. And know. he even said it. Yeah. <laughs> and he even said it. Here's what I don't know is which is number, which is number third, which I assume is in. So he Kentucky. reads the list. I would guess that number three would be Woodford. Hmm. Or Makers. Got a guess on the three? I'm going to go with Woodford or Makers. <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. Nope. It's Angels Indy. <laughs> Dang it. Indy. I should have. Wow. It's downtown. A yeah. lot of people yeah, come to yeah. 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 They don't yeah. want to drive all the way to Jim Beam yeah. or Makers. But or they do want to drive to Frankfurt. So. Well, <laughs> there's, there's probably hotels in Frankfurt. People just stay there when they yeah. go. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I was at Woodford recently, and it is... But it, if you're like nothing there, I'm in town for uh, uh, for business, and I want to see something. I go to Angel. There was Indy. a winery. Yeah, I yeah. drove by a winery. I don't know where it is, but I was with there with or uh, photographer Chris Fryer for a story, and and uh, he was just looking for like a McDonald's to have like lunch, and there was just yeah, nothing. there's beautiful horse farms just horses. all around it. Yes, nice. yeah, <laughs> and fences. Yeah, nice fences and rolling hills. I mean, it, it is really cool. Everybody, anybody who has never been to uh, Woodford Reserve, if you're a bourbon uh connoisseur uh it is a really neat um setting yeah yeah it's awesome unlike any ones i've I've seen so far and i've I've been to like i don't know six it's, or seven of it's so definitely far. different than buffalo trace which is much more industrial so. yes it's like quaint i don't know i never knew like a distillery can be quaint mm-hmm. but it's like it's like a cottage married a distillery it's very <laughs> it's very interesting yeah all right well that is uh, all the fun list quizzes i have today we're gonna do this again this was fun i'm gonna it's it's gonna come back this was fun and now i feel competitive <laughs> so bring it back um she's gonna start looking at the book of lists. i know maybe we do a like yeah. hockey in the background like yeah, yeah. we'll do more of a list quizzes for sure all right well before we go let's do what we always do and uh say where people can find us online um uh, steve i'll start with you Yes, uh, so I'm Steve Schmidt. You can find me at Steve on Twitter and slash SPSchmidt on LinkedIn. Allison, where can people find you? Of course, on LinkedIn at Allison Steins or on Twitter at Allison. How about you, Ellie? I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Eleanor Tolbert, and on Twitter at Eleanor. 
And you can find me on LinkedIn under my name, David A. Mann. If you like this podcast, you can find it on all the popular podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Steve, Allison, and Ellie. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we will see you next time. Bye.